Welcome in to just another episode of Sport Ball. I'm your boy Sam. With me, as always, are Seth and Kyle. Boys, it is our big Super Bowl preview palooza 2021 big summer blowout. Everyone excited? But not a special episode. Just no. another one. <laughs> just because it has a, a title that includes palooza doesn't make it special. <laughs> well, we've had like four titles that include palooza, so obviously not. And not once have we ever mentioned the palooza of Lala. What are we? I feel I like that's the biggest palooza of all. I mean, yeah, gotta be, right? I don't know about any other paloozas. So we're recording this on a Wednesday. The Wednesday before the big game. So if anything changes in the next four days, it's out of our hands. Hands are tied. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, it's going to be the Kansas City Chiefs again. This time oh, versus... The Buccaneers of Tampa Bay, Sunday, 5 30 p.m. Who's playing? Uh, Chiefs are still favored by Eastern three. 5 30 Central. What's that? 5 30 Eastern or 5 30 Central? Uh, Pacific West Coast Mountain Time. Really? Yeah. So the Chiefs are favored by three still. Over under is 55 and a half. Expecting somewhat of a blowout here. Um, blowout? I'm sorry, not blowout. <laughs> I meant to say shootout. Oh, okay, that makes you know sense. How I sometimes just say blow when my mind's on other things. Uh, <laughs> so I think one of these teams we expected to be here, right? That's the Kansas yes, City you say Chiefs. That. The other team is a little more unexpected. Although I will mention that weren't they the second best odds to make the Super Bowl though at the beginning of the season when they signed Tom Brady? Well, all I know is that a couple of podcasts ago, Kyle and I made a bet. Who would make it farther in the playoffs, the Cardinals or the Buccaneers? And the Cardinals didn't make the playoffs, and the Buccaneers made the Super Bowl. So I don't know what that means for us. But, <laughs> but here's the thing. I quietly hedged that bet by picking Tom Brady in our playoff. Right. And then I and league. I picked the Buccaneers to lose to the Packers, so I just jumped off that immediately. So really, who's the real winner so, here? When I come in first place and win 100-something bucks. It's I me. think the real winner is the listeners. They were along for the ride. <laughs> What I think the listeners have learned from this is that neither of you stick to your guns and neither of you have any principles. This All is I'm false. saying is that That's we one bet one mug uh, on this. Yeah. So I should at least get a collection of mugs or something. I don't know. If one team doesn't even make the playoffs, the other makes the Super Bowl, that's got to, I mean, a mug, you know, can I get a cabinet of mugs or something? See, the ability to reassess and <laughs> reconsider things is probably one of my biggest strengths at this point in my life. And that's exactly what has happened throughout this process. <laughs> Somehow Kyle has turned this around to talk about his biggest strengths. <laughs> his biggest weakness is not admitting when he's wrong, which also ties into that same explanation. <laughs> um, so let's, let's, let's turn back the clock a little bit and talk about the conference championship games, because we haven't talked to our listeners about that. I know Kyle has at least one topic he'd like to discuss. Um, Chiefs Bills, not too much to discuss there. I feel like Chiefs just kind of dominated that game. wasn't as interesting. Um, the Bucks Packers game was a little more interesting. Unless you guys have anything you want to say about the Chiefs Bills game, Bills are who we thought I mean, they were. Just, uh, yeah, I think the game went more or less as we expected. Um, once once we knew Mahomes um, was going to play, mm-hmm. and I mean, shout out to the Bills for making it as far as they did a tortured fan base 
um, a, a team that overachieved Josh Allen, who took 20 steps forward that we didn't expect. Um, and certainly a team that has a bright future. Uh, although, yeah, it's just going to be hard like for any team to make it out of the AFC as long as Mahomes is with the Chiefs. Um, obviously, football tends to the, – the contenders and the favorites tend to change and cycle, I think, more than um, in basketball, which is what made the Patriots run so remarkable. But uh, We might yeah, see that run, though, coming from Kansas City, to be honest. Exactly. If Andy yeah. Reid doesn't retire and Patrick Mahomes doesn't have some serious injury – He's honestly a once in a lifetime quarterback. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, yeah. So that was the Chiefs Bills. As you said, shout out to the Bills. Great season for them. On the other side, there's shout the out Bucks. Steph Diggs. And also Ooh, the best win win trade probably in NFL history. Yeah. Incredible, really. Worked out well I, for I both mean, teams. Stefan is. It really couldn't have worked out any better for either team <laughs> yeah i know stefan was like a, a favorite player of mine and obviously he gave all of us fans uh, an unforgettable moment with the minneapolis miracle a few years ago but it just got to a point where clearly he felt like he wasn't being valued in minnesota and minnesota didn't want to pay him or kirk cousins didn't want to get him the ball enough because he's a dumbass anyways and so he wanted to leave, ended up getting Justin Jefferson out of it. One of the greatest rookie wide receiver seasons in NFL history. And Stefan blossomed in Buffalo and on my fantasy teams. So when did I know us, that really. even though we're talking about the Super Bowl, somehow Kirk Cousins would come up. <laughs> <laughs> well, Sam, you sent me the rumor that San Francisco yeah. was trying to trade Jimmy G um and like a second and third round pick or second round pick or something to Minnesota for Kirk Cousins. Aren't they the same quarterback? Just one's better looking. (laughs) And one of them I don't hate. Um and Minnesota was asking for a first round pick in addition. And I'm like, I'll give away a first round pick if you take Kirk Cousins off our hands. I think it's probably just because of the injuries, right? Because, like, Jimmy just hasn't stayed healthy at all, so that's probably why you'd have to throw in a pick. But otherwise, they're basically the same, yeah. I mean, I'd rather have Jimmy, probably. <laughs> I mean, if not for just good looks alone. Yeah, exactly. You can put him on all your posters. That's way better than looking at Kirk's mug honestly, all over. I honestly don't think Jimmy is that attractive, although he's certainly a step up from Kirk Cousins, whose mouth looks like it was made out of Play-Doh. Fuck that guy. Jimmy just G just looks too much like when Shrek turns into human for me to fully be into him. <laughs> I am into that though. Uh, so Shrek is love. Shrek is life. Yeah, exactly. So the more interesting game, I think, was the Bucks Packers game. <clears throat> Close game, and um, Packers tried to claw back but didn't, and had a very interesting play that I think we all disagreed with, where they. We're down eight, had the ball on, um, I don't know, the eight or the nine. It was like a deep goal-to-go situation, fourth down. They decided third to kick down. a field goal. It was third down. Aaron Rodgers 
tried to get the ball to right Devontae, I think, uh, had at least seven yards where he could have ran, chose not to scramble, decided to throw the ball. Obviously, that choice was most likely made, and I think he even said under the assumption that if he didn't complete it, they'd be going for it. Makes sense, I guess. Still, guaranteed yards, chance for even a touchdown, should have ran the ball. Shame on you, Aaron, but proceed. Yes, and then on fourth down, they do not, in fact, decide to go for the touchdown that they sorely need, but instead went for a field goal, uh, which I believe we all lamented at the time and has not certainly aged well since they never got the ball back. And the um, field goal just cut it to five. Right. Yeah, so, it turned a one-score game it, into a one-score game. Right. Exactly. It's like all it did is save them for a two-point conversion if they got a touchdown again, but they were also – I mean, it's it was a very dumb decision. I think we can all agree, and I th- I think I come at it with like like I told you guys like I feel like Matt Lafleur is a pretty good coach from what I can tell. That was definitely a really dumb decision. Um, sometimes good coaches make dumb decisions, but Kyle, I know you feel differently. Why don't you just hit the floor is yours? Just go ahead and do what we know you want to do. I've been saying it since day one, since Matt Lafleur took over bad coach this is the same guy as i've mentioned used derrick henry as the 1b running back for a year and a half in tennessee derrick henry who just won the rushing title right uh was second in rushing yards last year we've known this is who derrick henry is and matt lafleur did not see that same matt lafleur who comes to green bay and chooses to limit the role of Aaron Jones and not give him nearly as many touches as Aaron Jones most likely deserves. Uh, granted, it, down, the, down the stretch of this past year, A.J. Dillon has the biggest thighs in all of the NFL, so it makes sense to use him some. I just had to talk about A.J. Dillon's thighs. It doesn't make sense to use him Aaron, over Aaron Jones at all. Um, and he's just been like riding the, the, the coattails of Aaron Rodgers' greatness since he's been in Green Bay, right? We all know, right, as much as I shit on Aaron Rodgers just because we're from Chicago and, you know, that's what we do, um, I still do, you know, he's a good quarterback. He's one of the best. <laughs> the words that have never come out of my mouth, but that's how much <laughs> I hate Matt LaFleur. Um, <laughs> and, like, we really found out how bad of a coach he is when in this past game, when statistically speaking, that's one of the easiest decisions that should have been made going for it on fourth down. When you have three timeouts and still the two minute warning, if you don't get it, that's fine. You're still only down one touchdown, but now Tom Brady only has the ball at the eight yard line with, like I said, they have three tu- three timeouts and, and the two-minute warning still. So worse comes to worse, right? They force they force a three and out, or that's, I guess, the best-case scenario. They force a three and out, and then they get the ball like the 40-yard line with a minute and a half left and one to two timeouts. And you would probably think Tampa isn't as aggressive in the shadow yeah. of their own goal line as they yeah. were. It, it's almost like they would have actually been <laughs> – they're actually in a better position – if they if didn't they take the field goal and missed make, on the fourth down, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. If they had, if they had failed, 
that would have been better than kicking the field goal. And I feel like, yeah, yeah. That's, that's wild. So there are literally (laughs) three scenarios. One, you get a touchdown. That would obviously be preferable. Two, you try for a touchdown and fail. Yeah. Three, you take a field goal. Right. And (laughs) they went for the third one, the worst one. (laughs) Right. So again, like, I I just don't think, like, he was put into an extremely opportune position with, as we've all known, one of the best quarterbacks, right? An MV or had an MVP caliber season, but a quarterback that's going to go into the hall of fame. And he hasn't done anything with that. Like he finally had the, the chance this season. And honestly, he, they shouldn't have had that chance in the first place. I don't know what the hell drugs Tom Brady was on in that game where he was just throwing up 30 yard bombs to like no receivers and there's two wide open safeties in that down the field and threw like four interceptions in the second half for no reason so they probably shouldn't even have been that close and then to be that close and make that such atrocious of a call it's just he's not the guy that front office also doesn't help imagine if Aaron Rodgers had a receiver that could catch a catch a pass they, they would have converted that easy two-point conversion early on in the game that yeah who was that mvs dropped no i think it was um uh, no it was, it was uh, st brown yeah the, the worst st brown brother there is i feel like is there a bigger a a bigger drop off in the league between your number one right receiver and the rest of your receivers like Devontae adams is the best receiver in football or one of the best and then the rest of the receivers are like below average i feel but is there a better connection collection of names in any wide receiving core in the NFL, I would say no. The Lizard That's King, definitely not. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Is St. Brown, and then you got Robert Funyan Tunyon. at the tight end. Yeah, so Funyan. yeah. So yeah, Matt LaFleur like... is trash. Not a good coach. Uh, supposedly, they're going to be keeping Aaron Rodgers this offseason. They're not going to. Why would you not? He's going to win. I mean, why did you invest? Why did you invest a first round draft pick into a rookie quarterback that sucks in the first place? And you're not going to take advantage of his rookie contract. (laughs) Yeah. But I mean, you would think they don't want to trade away the MVP of the season. You would think, but we'll take them. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like, I feel like LaFleur, and I don't want to spend too much time on this because we had to preview the Super Bowl, but I feel like their offense has been better since he got there. And maybe like, Maybe like you say, like his game management isn't hasn't been great. Maybe it's like a Cliff Kingsbury thing where he has like a really good system, but he's just not that good at like the in-game management that you have to do when you're a head coach that you don't have to do when you're a coordinator. I'm not um, even sure Cliff has a good system anymore. He really fooled me. Yeah, Cliff is kind of ass. <laughs> uh, the wool right over my eyes. It does seem like they use more motion and stuff, and like I just feel like their offense is more unstoppable than it was under McCarthy. So – I don't know. I feel McCarthy like that side of it made bad decisions. So <laughs> yeah. Sense. Yeah. I feel like that side of it has been good, but I, there definitely have been head scratcher decisions like the one um, from the last game. So I don't know, but I do feel like it's like, at least for me as a, not a cat, like a pretty casual fan who doesn't know that much about football. It's like, I don't really understand the system as much, but I can easily point out when they fuck up game management. Right. So it's like, I don't know if he's a good coach or not, but I know that decision was dumb. You know what I'm saying? He's not yeah, a good coach. Kind of how I feel too. There you go. 
Yeah, Sam, I feel similarly because I feel pretty silly overly criticizing coaches when I've never played organized football on any level. And I, I listen to ex players on podcasts talking about different schemes and, you know, reading the defense and making adjustments. And I don't understand any of that. And I have no idea, you know, all of the X's and O's and the, the knowledge that goes into being a coach. So it's like the worst NFL coach knows 50 times more about football than I do, which is what makes it even more perplexing when there's someone like that, who's it's your entire job to make those decisions. And you're supposedly one of the best 30 people in the world at making those decisions. And then you decide to do something like this, 32 people, I should say. So it's just like, it kind of boggles the mind. Um, Cause I know Matt LaFleur knows more about football than me. So it's like, how could you be that dumb to kick the field goal in that situation? Um, but yeah, maybe it's just one of those things where he's, he's so good at developing the system that the game management stuff is just not his forte. I don't know. Especially also like, it's also disappointing for him to just double down on it and like not yeah. his mistake afterwards. That makes me respect him less. Yeah. I also like how I just said, I don't know that much about football and this is a sports podcast that I'm hosting. So, but our listeners, they appreciate the honesty, right? We don't know what we're talking about. That's right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Kyle does though. He's never been wrong. So <laughs> except when I am, then I admit it. Obviously. <laughs> uh, all right. Let's hit the big game, boys. So the first thing I want to talk about is this Mahomes versus Brady matchup. As we all know, this is not a one-on-one matchup. There's the whole teams. but this, What? Are, <laughs> the quarterback, after all, is the most important position. And I feel like this is kind of like if we had gotten LeBron versus MJ in the finals, like in the early 2000s when LeBron was just starting his career, you know, if, if Mahomes career continues on the trajectory that it looks like it is right. Um, Have you guys seen anywhere them refer to this as the goat versus the kid? Cause I feel like it should be. Oh, a kid is a name for a baby goat. I like that. I feel like I have seen that, but I've, maybe just I don't in my watch dreams. sports center anymore. <laughs> so I wouldn't know. I yeah, feel like that's the only place that would put it out and promote it, but you heard it here first. The I'm pretty sure it was on Sports Center's Instagram, but in audio you heard it first here. So, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's like it's kind of like so if Mahomes wins this, he'll have two. He'll be pretty much on trajectory to get six if he stays healthy, or at least have a lot of shots at it. Right, two and three years starting as well. Right, right which is basically what Brady did. <laughs> and if Brady wins this, he'll have seven and he'll have beaten Mahomes in a head to head. So it seems like that gives Mahomes a tougher hill to climb to take over the mantle as best quarterback ever. So I feel like that's, that's the biggest storyline in this game. That's what I'm, I'm most interested in. What do you guys think about that? Yeah. I mean, I think you lined it, outlined it pretty well. Um, I think because it's football, because there's so many players, I can't say for sure that just who wins the game is going to determine like how we evaluate those two players in comparison to each other. Right. If, uh, 
you know, if Mahomes throws for 400 yards and four touchdowns and the Chiefs still lose, um, I'm probably going to think about him just as highly as I do now. Uh, and, and yeah, if Brady, like, I mean, it's kind of a, a win-win for Brady. He's already, yeah, he's already cemented his status as the greatest of all time at the quarterback position up until this point. Um, I am never going to be someone who says like, Oh, we'll never see a better quarterback than Tom Brady because that makes no sense. We don't know what's going to happen in the future. We don't know how many more decades of football we're going to play before we've warmed the planet so much that it's, uh, so it's like, we might see someone who's definitively better than Tom Brady and wins 10 Super Bowls, And, you know, his touchdown interception ratio is eight to one or something. And then, yeah, we'll all look like idiots, but so I would never say that about anybody. Um, so I do think it's possible that Mahomes or someone else could catch him, but I think it's a, it's a win-win for him. Like he made it to another Super Bowl. And if he loses, well, he already had six and he's 43. So you expect him to lose. And obviously if he wins, it's, you know, on another level um, to win at, at this level at this age. So, so yeah, it's, it's an, in one sense, it's um, it's like a high stakes game and has so much impact on those two players and their legacy but I also kind of feel like my opinion of them probably won't change that much after the game, unless like Mahomes plays really terribly. Even if he does, like you mentioned, it's one game. Yeah. Granted, this is the like, especially this game. There's going to be more people watching him than have most likely throughout the rest earlier in his career, except for like the Super Bowl last year, right, where he put on a show. So, um, either way, like you said, it shouldn't win or lose win it's definitely going to define the trajectory of his career for other people even though it shouldn't based on what we've already seen lose it's going to put um i was going to say a sour taste in people's mouth like oh he's not the greatest but it's like as you mentioned right the the chiefs have a couple offensive line injuries too that they're dealing with so it's like you know, yeah. that plays a big factor in people that just don't watch football or very casually watch football. It's not something they think about, but it, it it's a major it's a major factor, especially in the biggest game of you know the season and essentially right his career up to this point. Yeah. And it's like I wanna I wanna talk about Brady for a second here before we really get into the nitty-gritty of the game itself. Like it's just insane, you know, to make 10 Super Bowls out of 21 years. That's almost 50% of all Super Bowls that you've been in in your career, right? Did you and have a mask in your head? No. Okay. I had to calculate it, and it looked like it was – I had to squint, but it looked like almost 50. Um, Carry the one. <laughs> so I was just kind of thinking about, like, how he's one of the greatest athletes ever. And I was trying to picture in my mind, like, if I were making a Mount Rushmore of all athletes, you know, what would I put on there? And I was, and I was thinking he might be on there. Right. I mean, I think it would be like Jordan, him, uh, probably Serena Williams. Um, so you'd say, is this a Mount, Mount Rushmore of one player from each sport? That's what it seems no, like. No, so far? And it's only, you only get four spots. 
much as our real Mount Rushmore is filled with racist presidents. So it's, it's, so so that's three. Fits right in. for me that exactly <laughs> for me, I feel like that's three locks, honestly. And then like, I don't know, you could say, you could say Ali, you could say uh, LeBron, Bill Russell, Tiger, even maybe Jack Nicholas. I, like, I don't know. It's tough. I feel like you can't have more than one basketball player on there. Yeah. So I would say Serena. If it's going to be, yeah, if it's going to be a Mount Rushmore, it has to be athletes that transcend the sport, right? I would say Serena, Muhammad Ali would probably be like, I don't even like boxing. I feel like those would be the top two picks. Yeah. And then after that, it's like. I don't even know if Brady's included because I don't, did Brady really transcend the sport of football? I don't think so. Not the way like Tiger Woods or Michael Jordan transcended golf and basketball. So you think it's maybe Tiger, Michael, Ali, Serena? Probably. I like that. I just wanted to discuss if you should Ruth. be on there. You know, what do you say, Seth? Babe Ruth. Yeah, I had Babe listed. It could that could be too or Mantle. Yeah. Mike Trout. <laughs> Not yet. James Winston, it has to be discussed. <laughs> <laughs> He's too big. Robert Covington or no? <laughs> I almost feel like just for like pure star power, LeBron and MJ both deserve to be on there, but I can see not wanting to have two basketball players. Plus, those aren't even the two best basketball players in history. So, yeah, Dennis Schroeder and Robert Covington. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, I was just, I was just spitballing thinking about like, there's been fewer 20 year runs like this, right. You know, in any sport. So I just want to recognize that. And it's something we'll probably never see again, but like you said, Seth, maybe we will. Pele? Messi? Mm. The Tom Brady run is the equivalent of the LeBron run, except LeBron just didn't finish the job or LeBron's team didn't finish the job. Shall I say? Not as many times. Yeah. Diana Taurasi? Yeah, she yeah. probably is up there. She's in, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because these are the, because that's right, Kyle. Tom and LeBron are, are the only two athletes to make it to 10 finals since Russell Celtics, right? I mm-hmm. think I, I think I saw that. So, Mia Hamm. Have you won back? <laughs> Just going to keep drawing out names until I'm not Rushmore. Sue has. Bird. 50 people on it. I love Sue Bird. I love Sue Bird. LeBron loves Sue Bird. Who doesn't love Sue Bird? Uh, so anyway. Federer, <laughs> Nadal. Yeah. Well, they're anti-maskers. Both of them, aren't they? So they definitely can't be on Mount Rushmore. Federer's an anti-masker? Oh, no. Djokovic is, right? That's what oh, I'm yeah, Djokovic, Djokovic, Djokovic. Definitely Djokovic. Yeah. Maybe, maybe I'll post on Instagram too, and, see, and see what our listeners well, think about. Brady kids on his lips, on the lips still, so... <laughs> He's definitely an anti-masker. No one, no rivers. <laughs> no one who makes out with his own kid should be on Mount Rushmore. Jesus Christ! <laughs> I'll post yeah. it on social and see what our listeners, our four people that follow us on social media. Think. I think, I yeah, think Ali a poll on Twitter. Serena are the two locks. Those would be my top two picks. And MJ, I think you have to, even though it's LeBron and Tiger. Well, I don't have to. Or LeBron and Tiger. Or, I, I really mean, think... MJ and Tiger, probably. It's LeBron or MJ and then Ty- and Tiger Woods. Jack Nicholas, maybe? I mean, if you I are just talking think that about, Tiger like... transcended the sport yeah. much more than 
Jack did. Or is that just because like we had Bane. like more media coverage? Because I feel like with media coverage, I think a big part of it honestly has to do one he the the stretch of wins that he had in his prime like it was like almost 60 percent of tournaments that he played he won is it's just unheard of no one will ever touch that ever again if you talk about like who at their prime was untouchable in their sport right Mm -hmm. like tiger had years where it was like if you're in a bar and you're talking to somebody and they're like who's the best golfer and you can't say anyone but tiger woods right there's no hesitation Ali had the same thing in boxing, right? Where there was in his peak, it was like no one could approach Muhammad Ali. Jordan had the same thing in basketball, for sure. Yeah. Serena had the same thing in tennis for like mm-hmm. her whole career. Yeah, her entire like... career. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. That's true. I guess Tom always had like Peyton and like Drew Brees and people, but I think we all knew deep down. But you also had Bill Belichick it was like too. Kareem where it's like yeah. he kind of outlasted everyone and the greatness over the course of his career was unparalleled. Is but, this is this yeah. where the flip get the 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 switch gets flipped on the Brady Belichick thing? Cuz like mm. Tom's gone and Brady and Belichick was they did shit this year. And people are going like, to say, "Oh, well they didn't have, you know, I'd a good quarterback. Oh, they didn't have you know, and I it's say like from Kyle, Bill Belichick's a bad coach. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first. Spin cycle, baby. I think this is what happens. I think it's like I think my stance is still the same. Where I don't think either one could have won as many without the other. So I think that's the case with a lot of coaches and players: MJ and Phil, Brady and Belichick, and LeBron Kyle. and sixteen it's different like, coaches. Yeah, I mean, it's... <laughs> <laughs> there's no way. That Mike Brown could have won as much without LeBron James. <laughs> if you have the best player in the sport, right, especially at a certain position, quarterback in my in, in my mentioning, right, for football, and that buys in as much as they do to what's perceived to be one of the best coaches in the sport, I mean, it's just you're yeah. destined for years of greatness, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, yeah, I think my Mount Rushmore would probably be Ali, Tiger, MJ, and Serena. Final answer. I'm glad we talked you off of Brady. <laughs> I just want to have the discussion, you know? That's fair. Although, yeah. Although Is none of it's fair. Sport? What's that? <laughs> you say it's golf a sport? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're counting it as a sport for this, and it yeah. is, I would say. Okay, enough fucking around. Who's going to win this game? All right, let's dive into that. So... I can already tell what we're all going to pick, okay? Me and Kyle are going to pick the Bucks. That's going to pick the Chiefs. It's, <laughs> it's hard so to bet against... I'm so torn, honestly. What'd you say? I'm so torn. I yeah. really want to pick the Bucks, but I also really want to see Mahomes win again. However, his fiance and his brother are the most annoying people on social media, so I don't want to see that parade that they post after he wins. It Another is... reason to go for Brady. It, it's hard to bet against the, it's hard to bet against the Chiefs. I feel like they're like like we said, similar to the Warriors, where they can just like even if they're down in a game, they can just go on these runs and they just seem unstoppable. So every time you bet against them and they win, you just feel really dumb. But you know what? Every time you bet against Brady and you and you and you lose, you feel pretty dumb too. And uh to peel back the curtain for our listeners, every year Seth and I do a bet on the Super Bowl for 20 bucks. And 
last year I got to pick the Chiefs, and this year when the playoffs started, we decided the Chiefs made it. He would get to wager on them. So, so I've been trying to talk myself into the Bucks, right? And I think I may have finally done it. I think I've talked myself into it, but I, I just feel like that long. I just feel like if the Bucks win, it's not going to be really Brady. It's going to be more their defense. Like the roadmap for the Bucks to win is the Chiefs are down offensive linemen, as you mentioned, Kyle. Eric Fisher just tore his Achilles in the last game, right? And they also had a couple players opt out. They've had several injuries on the offensive line. So can the Bucks keep that pressure up on Mahomes and make a few big defensive plays? I'm not saying Brady's not going to be great if they win, right? I'm just saying that their defense is going to have to make a few huge plays as well. So I feel like that's the roadmap for them. Um, and I, I don't know. I mean, gun to my head, I would probably pick the Chiefs, but I feel like I've talked myself into the Bucks having a realistic roadmap to it, you know? Some people make bets based on what they think is going to happen. Sam and I make bets based on dibs. So, <laughs> and just trading off. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, I feel good that I have the Chiefs this year, and I will be disappointed if they lose and I somehow lose Chiefs bet two years in a row, and it's like they win the wrong year. <laughs> but, um, and, and, yeah, it's what I'll see in a way predictable because I've I feel like Tampa Bay just keeps screwing me over and over where I bet against them in the Saints game and they won and I bet against them in the Packers game and they won and now I'm betting against them a third time so it could be a the Lakers, Lakers 2020 playoffs kind of thing all over again so we'll see now I feel even better because this time I'm on the opposite side of Seth, whereas the Lakers playoff run, it was him and I hand in hand the entire way. <laughs> that was <laughs> trying to talk ourselves, me. trying to talk ourselves into how they could still lose after they were up 3-0. <laughs> I, I go with a different strategy. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you this now, even though this isn't an NBA pod, but I'm just picking the Lakers to make the finals this year and that way. It hedges against my emotions. Where right, now I know they're not going to win. <laughs> hey, if they win, at least I win the bat. And if they lose, then I'm happy because I hate the Lakers. So yeah. Kyle, how do you see this game playing out? Oh man, I just don't really see a way that this is you know a low scoring game. It's going to come down to what's being talked about Tom Brady versus Mahomes Um, more. So I guess, like you mentioned, which defense really gives up the, the biggest plays is going to be the team that loses. So, I mean, we can't, the chiefs can't make any of those mistakes that the Packers made last week, where the end of the first half, they last week, two weeks ago uh, at the end of the first half, they allowed Scotty Miller to just prance in for a 40 yard touchdown to end the half like the chiefs can't make that kind of blunder um but same on the bucks like each team really has to be on top of it every single snap because both of these quarterbacks mahomes is just too knowledgeable and too good and tom brady's been around for way too long so he's you know they know what they need to do and they know what they need to look for especially in the specific moments uh, you know, those big moments that there's going to be in the game. So it's like, 
I think it it ends up being a high scoring game, thirty something, thirty something. Uh, the Chiefs line of just being favored by three is like so fishy to me. It's like that's such a, a key number in, in Vegas. Like to if they, I feel like the Chiefs should be favored more, but. They have big money coming in on Tampa, though. That's why they haven't moved the line. Yeah. Does Kyle know? How yeah, Kyle, do you line? know how Vegas <laughs> works? They know exactly how they work. <laughs> and that's why the line hasn't moved. Right. And that's that's what's fishy, is if they have this much money coming in on Tampa Bay and they haven't adjusted the line, you know, they're going to keep having that money come in because they think that there's a much – better expected value of the chiefs winning the game by three or more points. I bet I'm betting they're, they're counting on a lot of people betting chiefs later on in the week, like casual gamblers. We're just like all oh, the chiefs, you know, that's what I'm guessing is going to happen, but I'm not sure. Yeah. So Kyle was see, talking I- about like the, the chiefs, not, not making mistakes the way the Packers did. And I kind of feel that that's a good thing for the chiefs. Cause it's like, Packers had that atrocious end to the first half that you mentioned and the atrocious coaching gaffe by Matt LaFleur. And they still like, you know, if it wasn't for that coaching decision, potentially would have had a chance to win the game. Tom made a lot of mistakes in that, in that game. Yeah. And so we know Andy Reid's not going to make a horrible mistake like that. Andy Reid's the one coach that Kyle likes. If anything, so, he's going to just waste the time out early in the game where he doesn't need to, and it's going to bite him in the ass at the end of the game. But that's really the only possible. mistake that Andy Reid can make. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, so, I, I, you know, anything could happen. It hasn't happened yet, so we're not sure. Uh, but uh, but I feel confident in the Chiefs and I'd rather you know as as Sam kind of laid out you're always nervous to bet bet against Tom Brady but I feel less nervous betting against 43 year old Tom Brady than I do betting against prime Patrick Mahomes however old he is what is he like is he already I think he's I think he's 12 okay I think I disagree with you slightly Kyle I think four right 25? Yeah, 24, 25, I think. I, I disagree slightly. I think this this could go under the total. The total is 55 and a half. I don't think it's going to be like, you know, 10-3 like the Rams-Patriots Super Bowl. But I, I actually had written down here 29, 26 bucks, which I think is 55 exactly. So I feel like it's going to go like right under. What do you mean you think? What? <laughs> what do you mean you think it's 55 exactly? 29 well, plus 26 to... is 55 exactly. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> We all just walk around saying two plus two equals four just because they tell us that. Keep philosophers thinking for a while. <laughs> anyway, I, I I could see it being in like the mid-20s because maybe that's just because selfishly I feel like that's the easiest way for the Bucks to win this game. Um, I feel like their defense is really a huge part of what got them to the Super Bowl. I was looking at they have they had seven sacks and five interceptions in their playoff games. Um they ended the season at second in DVOA in defense, which, you know, I love uh, the chiefs. Meanwhile, we're 22nd. So I feel like if this gets into shootout, I like the chiefs more. So I'm kind of hoping that the bucks um, defensive line takes advantage of the, 
of the offensive line injuries for the Chiefs just kind of bullies that offensive line, gets a couple of sacks and a couple of big plays, and that really turns the tie of the game for them. So I'm kind of hoping for a mid-20s game. I feel like that's my best shot of the Bucks winning. Both teams are going to score over 30. You think so? I feel like we we I feel like Super Bowls usually go under. Maybe that's just recency bias, especially in the first. Yeah, we saw the worst Super Bowl ever last year. <laughs> it's definitely recency bias. Wasn't that two years ago? Two years ago. Yeah, two years ago. My <laughs> last bad. year, San Francisco, Kansas City was. I wonder if that one went over. Well. I don't know. It just didn't feel. I always feel like teams get kind of tight and like don't score as much as we think they will. But maybe that's just me anecdotally thinking that. Sounds like a good segue into the prop bets, huh? You read my mind, Skippy. I don't want to All take right, over so, hosting duties, but. So we wanted to go over a few prop bets for our listeners, make them some money. I sent Kyle uh, an essay about <laughs> them earlier in the day, and he's been gleaning it over. <laughs> I think you actually think took the afternoon off. The anxiety attack I had when I got the size <laughs> of that text message. I think you actually Jesus. took the afternoon off work to just study it, did you not? <laughs> um, so I have five here that I like. <laughs> Well, really, I have seven, but that's just because of me. But <laughs> five really strong ones. <laughs> I think you, you guys want to go pick his top five. He gives you at least twelve. Yeah, you guys want to just go over MVP first because I feel like that's kind of a prop, but everyone wants to know about it anyway. So there's only two options. Actually, there are many listed on FanDuel from what that's, I was looking at. Yeah, but go as ahead, we then, mentioned Kyle. before, the entire narrative about this game is Tom Brady versus Patrick Mahomes. If no matter what team wins, Brady will win. Uh, it's no, it's going to be if the Bucks win. I feel like it's just unless there's you know like um, a, a defensive player that has like two interceptions and like a and one of them being a pick six or something um, and a bunch of tackles. I feel like there's no other way that Tom Brady doesn't win MVP if the Bucks win. And the same could be said for Mahomes. Like, we even saw it last year. Last year, Damian Williams 100% should have won MVP in that game after going off for over 100 yards and three rushing touchdowns, yet Patrick Mahomes still won MVP last year. There's just no way that they give it to someone else. Yeah, I think the only way is, like, if if it's a game-winning play, right? Like, you saw in the Patriots-Seahawks game, like, not or won the MVP, right? Because it's the game-winning play. So if there's sure. something like that where it's an interception or it's like an acrobatic, you know, touchdown catch. But even still, that touchdown catch came from a throw by one of the quarterbacks. So. Yeah. No, I mean, obviously, both the quarterbacks have the, the best odds to win it, and it'll more than likely be one of them. I think the question is if you want to, like, put in a, a, a wager where you have better odds to make more money and you know there's a 10 percent chance or whatever yeah i had i did a little research on this just to, so i was like okay i want the bucks to win if i think the bucks are going to win who else could be mvp besides brady right obviously i'll probably wager on brady but what are my long shots so um i was looking back at all the patriots mvps and it's been Brady every year except Deion Branch once and Julian Edelman once. So I was like, okay, you know, maybe maybe wide receiver Butler, would be. Wasn't he? What's that? Well, didn't Malcolm Butler win or am I hallucinating about that? No, I think you're wrong about that. Wow. Unless I just looked it up wrong. 
I'll check. Anyway, yeah, you, you check on that. I was going to say Seth disappeared. He's checking right now. <laughs> from what I can tell for the last 20 years, it's been 12 QBs, four wide receivers, three linebackers, and one cornerback. So I'm like, all right, let me pick one long shot as a wide receiver, one as a, as a linebacker, right? I almost picked – I almost thought about saying Mike Evans just to piss Kyle off. That would have been the dumbest bet you possibly could have made. But I would think if I was doing a wager, which I am, I would think I'd go Brady, Godwin, and then Devin White. I think Devin White would be the would be the defensive player that I would go with. He's fifty to one. Uh see, it's uh, I like it, but it, it's Devin White or Antoine Winfield. Yeah, I was just thinking cornerbacks don't usually like it's been linebackers that have won it four times. Sure, but when Antoine, Antoine has the, the yeah, when Antoine Winfield Jr. has the 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 game ending interception and then he has a pick six earlier in the game. Maybe it's only happened once in the last twenty years. So I was just going, you know, historically, but that's certainly a possibility. Yeah, but those games have no no meaning to this game. So Yeah. Uh so I would say I would probably be doing Brady at plus two hundred, Godwin at thirty four to one, and then Devin White at fifty to one is my long shots. So mark that down, listeners. I think um, I wouldn't bet on anyone yeah, to win think, MVP besides Mahomes or Tom Brady personally. Everything else is a I think Brady is is pretty bet. Yeah, I think Brady's pretty good odds because um, obviously there's a decent chance that the Bucks will win the game. Yeah. Um, the other one I would mention is Travis Kelsey, who had very good odds. I I clicked away from the page to look up Malcolm Butler. Um, and Sam, you're correct. He did not win Super Bowl MVP. But uh Kelsey's uh fifteen to one. Yeah, fifteen to one. So at those odds, like you could at least foresee a possibility where maybe Mahomes throws a couple interceptions, doesn't look great. Kelsey gets two hundred yards and two touchdowns. One of them is the game winning touchdown. It's unlikely. That's why it's mm-hmm. fifteen to one. But you know. Yeah. He's been amazing, and he's always amazing in the playoffs, so it's a possibility. Yeah, it's a good long shot, too. Um, all right, he wants to give me another prop. First, is Travis Kelsey and Gronkowski the same age? No. Why would you ask that? I thought I saw that earlier, and I was really, like, flabbergasted by it. I don't think so. I'm looking it up that right now. That can't be. Travis Kelsey is 31. Rob Gronkowski is 31. Wow, that is right. Wow. That's wild, isn't it? <laughs> That's shocking. I guess Gronk has just had anything. so many more injuries, huh? I think he's been in the league. Has he been in the league longer, too? That I couldn't say, and I won't. <laughs> All right. So uh, I have I have um, two Tom Brady props that go hand in hand that if I'm betting one, I'm definitely betting the other. And if you possibly can parlay them possibly with the same game parlay on FanDuel, no free ads though. Um, I would do that. And I'm going to a Tom Brady, anytime touchdown is plus three eighty. I mean, we already know Tom Brady's the greatest uh, rushing quarterback of all time, not rushing quarterback QB sneak quarterback of all time. Um, one of the worst rushing quarterbacks, really. <laughs> yeah, he's terrible at rushing. But the, the the QB sneak play, he's definitely the best quarterback to ever uh, implement that play. Um, and 
if he's going to sneak for a touchdown, it's going to be for at least half a yard. And his over rushing yards prop is over 0.5 yards rushing for plus 146. You got to take them both. It's like you took the words right out of my mouth. <laughs> I am pounding those. Absolutely. It's just, it's even if it doesn't win, it's, I mean, I don't care. And you the lose, odds exactly. are too good. Yeah, the odds are too good, though. <laughs> Seth, what you got? Uh, for my kind of boring one to start off is Patrick Mahomes over 28.5 pass completions. That's plus 105. So not really a long shot at all. But I feel like they're going to be passing a lot. Tampa Bay's run defense is really good. So, Do you believe I, he's only done that six times this year? It's about to be seven, baby. <laughs> um, and then moving to the other ones I have Daryl Williams to score plus 200 I just you know anytime they get in close could always hand it off and then my fun one is um, over under players to throw a pass 2.5 plus 130 so if there's one trick play, boom. I That's always a fun one. More. Has any team, on. has either of these teams ran a, a play? I don't know if any of these teams have ran a play this year. I mean, if they're going to pull it out, though, the Super Bowl is the time to do it. So That's what exactly. I was thinking about. I feel like Tyreek Hill throws passes sometimes. Mm, yeah, maybe. I was thinking about who would do it because I was like, I really want to bet that, but like they don't have oh, like Oh, Kelsey's Edelman. thrown a couple passes to Mahomes at the Kelsey. goal line this year. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah Andy Reid always has something up his sleeves. Yeah. Yeah. Up his Hawaiian sleeves. Um, uh, speaking of the Brady sneak, one I always like is the shortest touchdown under one and a half yards. It's uh, six out of eight last Super Bowls that's hit, and one of the eight was when Russell Wilson threw the interception on the one yard line. So if they had just ran the ball, that probably would hit too. <laughs> um, so, and you know, like if you get a pass interference in the end zone, that's a ball at the one. Like it's a very easy one to hit. I feel, but you do have to lay. It's minus one fifty five, but yeah. you might as well lay that. Um, the other one I want to talk about is, like I said, uh, I feel like Super Bowls often start slow. Neither team to score opening drive touchdown is plus 115. I like that a lot. I feel like nah. I don't see either team score on their opening drive. It's score a touchdown or score at all? Score a touchdown, yeah. I would go against that one. I would. I would say either one of those teams could very easily score a touchdown on their opening drive. Of course they That's could. That's why it's plus me. 115. <laughs> 115 to not. So Yeah. That's why it's not minus. Right. Yeah, it's not the favorite. That's why I'm saying yeah. I like the favorite, the favorite side. I like it. I don't think either team scores on their opening drive. Similarly, I found a prop that says what will happen first, a sack or a touchdown. Sack is plus one thirty absolutely pounding that as well yeah i would take that as we know my strategy for winning this game for the bucks is get pressure on Mahomes. um so if i don't think there's gonna be a touchdown on either opening drive all i have to do is have a sack in the first two drives and i'm golden so i like both of those we have to discuss the gatorade sure i'm going yellow for what reason i'll tell you why okay did a little research for this so since 2001 (laughs) Orange has happened five times. But how many like times of that was Andy Reid the coach? Or was Bruce Arians the coach? One. 
last year. And was it yellow last year? Why'd you ask that? No, it was orange. Okay. Clear has happened four times, yellow three and blue two. But there's been no clear since 2008. They just don't do clear anymore. So clear we're really looking at is orange, yellow, or blue. Okay. Orange, yellow, blue are the main three. Wow. Is clear Gatorade a thing or is that water? It says clear slash water. So you really okay. get both, which is nice. So there's no such I thing figured... as clear Gatorade. So it's just water. That's what I'm asking. <laughs> there is. No, there is clear Gatorade. Yeah. Or maybe they're counting like the ice one, you know? If they're counting the ice one, that's white. That's definitely not clear. It's not. I think they count that. I'm guessing. But anyway, so for me, the, the heavy hitters are yellow, blue, and orange, right? 2018 yellow, 2019 blue, 2020 orange. Yellow's up, baby. So, Book it. Plus what do you 450. Mean, why? You just Plus listed the last three. I just love those odds. You just listed the last three years with the top three. So what makes you say it's going to be yellow? Because it's, it was yellow, blue, orange. Yellow's up again. That's not how. Uh, all right. Does anyone have any better reasoning for what Gatorade color is going to be? <laughs> it's going to be dropped. It's an extremely. You heard it here first. It's an extremely minus EV bet to bet on the Gatorade color. So. <laughs> minus EV bet. I just like the odds. Plus four fifty yellow. Blue. Blue. Not going to recommend like anything. Okay, Kyle, I have recommend, a little fun here. I recommend right. don't bet on the Gatorade color. Obviously, it's just fun to think about it. My God. Pink. <clears throat> it's red slash pink. Yeah, that's what I don't understand. There's a separate one for red. And yet, from the history I was looking at, they didn't mention red at all. So I thought red and orange were the same or something. The, the I mean... Mm-hmm. Purple being plus 900, it's the best Gatorade flavor there is anyways. Why Purple's is it my not? favorite color. Maybe I'll switch to that. Both in general and in Gatorade. I agree. I'm with you. Purple hasn't happened in some time, so maybe it's time. Right, exactly. Just the same logic as you just had. So wait, it's what due. are you going with then, Kyle? I'm going to take purple if I have to take it's I'm going to take the... I'm going to take the the best odds just because... If it hits, then you win the most money. See, was that so hard, Kyle? Did that really hurt you to say what the Gatorade color is going to be? Oh, my God. He passed out. I wouldn't <laughs> bet real money on it. All right. Well, all these props are dumb. Anyway. What's, your, <laughs> what's, your, what's your next prop, Kyle? You have anything else? Patrick Mahomes over three and a half rushing attempts. That's minus 134. But, I mean, I like that. 11 games this year, he's gone over that. Now they're down, as we've mentioned multiple times, a couple linemen. So the opportunities for scrambling is just that much higher. Yeah. That's good. You know, to score, to have a safety occur is plus 900. What do we think about that? There's not going to be a safety. But if there is, nine to one odds, same as that's purple great. Gatorade. Yeah, I'd rather bet on purple Gatorade. I feel like that's got a higher chance of Wow. <laughs> I think I'll be waging on the safety. Of course you will. Just for a little fun. You wager on a defensive touchdown anytime you bet on a football game. So, And one time it hit, but it was just the other team. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, all those lines were from FanDuel. So if you're listening to FanDuel, sponsor us, please. Uh, our only sponsor currently is Bird Box. We have a new sponsor. www.the nftshow.com visit www.the 
nftshow.com to stay up to date on all things non-fungible tokens. And if you're wondering what the hell is a non-fungible token, go to www.thenftshow.com to find out. Thank you. I'll, I'll, I can't wait for our next advertising check in the mail for that. It'll be coming out of my pocket, so. <laughs> All right. Well, that was the great Super Bowl preview palooza. If Remember, kids, if you bet on one thing, it's Gatorade. It's crazy. Any final thoughts for the listeners? Seth, I know you don't have one. He just yelled fuck. He's, so I'm not yeah, sure he's watching. He's got to be watching the Boston game. He's definitely not paying attention. Three. We can't be. Kyle, any now. thoughts? Let's uh, let's ride old Tom's coattails into the uh, into the abyss with a nice dub. I'm gonna set it better myself.